G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 602 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim If you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, transmove.com. Send me through an email, tim at transmove.com. Now, I seem to be having a few little issues recording this podcast at the moment. I use a program called Audacity to actually record the, the episodes. And it's just not coming, it doesn't look right during the during the recording so either this is going to sound normal or if it doesn't i just go on anyway we, we just plow on uh not not a lot's been going on in my little world i had um i had to you know part of my work is i'm i'm one of the main like first aiders on site and at my work, you, you, every work site should have a first aid, for instance, and most of them are senior first aid or whatever they're called. But, but my work requires um, a higher level of first aid. So, uh, so, so we're all occupational first aid. So we, we spend uh, two days a year in, in a classroom learning about all sorts of good stuff. Plus once a month, we spend an hour um, refresher on a particular topic. And this last first aid course, which mind you, not that impressive, but this last first aid course I did the other day, I've never, never experienced anything quite like this one. This guy, it was a different company we used, all sorts of good stuff. And this guy was the most entertaining person that you could come across. In general, he was as awkward as you like. And most, just about every first aid course I've ever done, it's always um, ex ambo drivers that, that are teaching. So they, they they just say, this is what happens, do this, blah, blah, blah. And, and they've got a hundred stories to tell along the way. Uh, this guy has never been an ambo driver. And he, he's always been, you know, mine sites and stuff like that doing first aid. But this guy just, he was able to link a lot of stuff, of um, stuff we knew to why we, we do stuff. But anyway, he was as awkward as you want, used all the slang in the world, which I like. Um, I, I wouldn't, you know, a lot of people, be heads would be spinning with this guy, I'd imagine. But he'd be saying, you know, you come up to a bloody work site, you know, someone's lying injured on the ground, they've got their guts hanging out, they're bleeding from their ears, and you just go, mate, you might be thinking he's RS, but don't worry, you want to keep him calm. So you go, mate, pop up, you're all right down there. Oh, mate, it's a bloody flesh wound. Look at that, eh? He's like this. The entire class. I was entertained, but um, and I actually learned a crap crap load from him. But because I'm all about giving knowledge and information, and all sorts of good stuff to you, awesome good people. One of the things that came from first aid course is this app um, called Emergency Plus. Um, there's a lot, lot of um, first aid emergency apps out there and I've downloaded a few in the past and they've all been very hit and miss and wildly unimpressive. I downloaded this one. It's called Emergency Plus and it will track you track you down within a three meter radius anywhere in the world. And um, it's called, part of it, it's called that what three words. So someone with uh, no life whatsoever, is created is mapped out the entire world, ocean, deserts, the works, into three meter square blocks, 
and have given three separate words, completely separate words for every single for every single three meter square in the world. And so, you know, one moment you could be standing on, um, you know, car hippo tree, take take four steps in any direction, and all of a sudden you're standing on bike tree cloud. You know, they're all different words, and so. When you're in an emergency, you you open this app. You can press whether you know you want police fire ambos, or you want the SES, or you just want police click or whatever. It will it will take you directly to them, and it will actually tell the emergency department the exact location of where you're at. And if you're moving, it will update them as you're going. So if um, you know you hurt yourself doing a big trail run or whatever, and you what whatever you're on a mountain bike you've just about you know done something stupid you've got yourself into some mischief they can track you as you're you know hobbling through the bushland to um and, and they can just arrive a helicopter to the exact spot where you're at winch you down pick you up off your off you go it's a really good app so emergency plus i don't know if um, it, it syncs with every country in the world those emergency services um contacts but in australia it definitely does but yeah well worth in well worth uh, downloading and keeping on your phone as well as your kids and like you tell them to put that on their phones too because you just never know all right so today's question comes from jake who i coach who has you know helped the brother out he's actually sent multiple questions um, through so uh the third we'll just we'll knock this one over so a few questions best way to pace a half marathon so the good thing the thing about this is that, um there's multiple ways it reminds me of this good old saying there's many ways to skin a cat there's when it comes to um pacing a marathon um you know you you can either do it by pace by power, by effort, by you know, multiple ways. So, for instance, if I'm targeting a particular time and it's a decent, you know, decent race, they're probably going to have paces there. So there's going to be like the um, 130 paces, 145 paces, two two hour paces, anything. Man, I'm going to do a sub two hour half marathon here. So you just line yourself up right next to the or right behind the. Um, guy that has the two hour flag hanging up off his back or big helium balloons that says two hours and you just stay you know just follow him like a trailer axle the entire way he crosses the line you know at like one hour 59 minutes and two seconds and then all of a sudden you get yourself a sub two hour there's there's that that's a really good option for a lot of newbies um another one we um just either do it by pace. I like to see the effort. I'm a, I am a bit of a fan of that, though it can come and bite you on 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 the bums, because because we all feel bloody fantastic in that first five k's of a half marathon. In the first ten k's, we still feel pretty bloody good, and then all of a sudden the wheels falls off. Um, I any for me personally, I, I'm a big fan of run stride power meters uh, just a massive fan of stride power and uh, you could they have automatic calculations and i of what power to hit uh, they're, to, they're hit and miss those calculations but you can 
for, for instance, you can just work off um, your critical power, but say your critical power is um, 300 watts, and you go, well, for a half marathon, for a half marathon you're going to pace it roughly around that 95% of critical power, and you can just sit on that number. And then you work out well, how much elevation you know, and all that, and you can roll well, I'll increase it by whatever, and I'll decrease it by whatever, and then you could arrive at the exact, um, there's calculations out, but mathematical formulas out there that will be able to pace you to the exact minute via power to, to cross that line. And, and the good thing about that is um, your power at the start of a marathon, or your perceived effort at the start of a marathon is going to feel boring as back crap. You think, geez, is this right? And by the end of it, you're starting to hurt, but it's but your um, your energy cost throughout the entire um, race has been pretty pretty evenly distributed. I remember I, I first got my stride power meter in two thousand two thousand seventeen two thousand and eighteen somewhere around there. Yeah, two thousand and eighteen it was, and I'm still got the hurt. Um, I, I got my first stride power meter in 2018 and I did a few little trots and I was doing a half marathon. And uh, I'm going I'm to balls up the numbers, but it was something like all I had to do was sit at 250 watts or something like that, thereabouts. And so that first, and this is one of my first proper runs, probably, like I, I only had it for a few weeks at the most. And I'm and I'm and I'm running and I'm and I'm looking at this power, thinking I, I think I've made a mistake with the numbers here. This is I'm way off, but it, it didn't matter because it was a training, more of a training day than anything. You know, I wasn't racing, and I'm getting halfway and I'm thinking, oh well, yeah, it, it's good timing, but that's you know I I, I think I've made a mistake with the, the effort because this with my power because this feels, you know, I, I feel like I'm on a beach holiday here. And then come 15 k's into it, oh, the legs are starting to get heavy. And then in the last few k's, it's starting to get heavier. And I ended up getting like a five minute PB out of it. It was something something crazy. And it was probably the easiest half marathon I ever did at the time. Yeah, um, so I'm a big fan of stride powers. Um, what what are some others? Um, you can, it depends. It always, it, you always have to reverse engineer your goal. So if you, your goals to, to do an hour of hour 15 half marathon you got to reverse engineer that and you you're going to see in certain training sessions whether you're on on um pace or not to to be able to achieve that and just breaking that up also another thing is you know your you know it might be a um a method that i'm gonna run i'm gonna um, run five minute K, five minutes faster per kilometer, but I'm going to walk aid stations um, to, for to, you know 20 walking steps per aid stations or 20 seconds or whatever, just to give your body a reset and you can continue. So that's always another good good option. But there, there's multiple ways to skin a cat when it comes to it comes to pacing something like this. But I had. Um, I, an athlete recently did Melbourne, and he, he, he I, I said, just line up um, behind one of the paces and follow him like a, follow them like a trailer axle. And he did it. He was a little concerned at first because this was going to be a big PB at the end. And I, 
Uh, I, I thought he'd be able to do it. Yeah, and he, he did it. He, he got a lot of confidence out of it. And it was it was a good a uh, good event. He didn't have to think about it. So people that were new new to new to marathon marathons marathons ten days events you've seen paces there. If they're new to it, I always say just jump on jump underneath a behind a pacer and just follow them. So. I hope that's helps. If you guys have any other questions at all, jump on through to the website trainsmoot.com. Until next episode, you're ready.